involve uh, cases where the rights of citizens have been violated in cases where the state has sort of failed to perform a duty for example there were riots that happened in delhi and a lot of people lost their shops and uh, their houses and all of that now the state is actually um, it's duty bound to give you uh, a right to life and you know no one can come to your house and destroy it and set your shop on fire but those things have happened so it's violated the rights of those people who own those shops and those houses so those are the kind of cases that we are doing and in women's rights we are doing a lot of cases where uh, you know the husbands have left the wife or are not giving enough uh, money to the wife to sustain the household or in uh, very many cases where there's violence by the husband towards the wife so in those cases also we help those women and most of these women that we work with are not working they don't have any source of income they they are not employed so they don't have any money so and you know they have been married and uh, their husbands are also not giving them money or any rights so they come to us and we try to help them to get some justice from the court and that's also legal aid right like you're giving it to them for free yes that is correct so we do it for the public good so it's pro bono legal aid uh, we uh, i have my own organization so through that organization we otherwise like i said you know legal aid uh, lawyers become very expensive and for for someone who does not have a job for someone who does not have money how will they pay for it so that's why we what we are doing is without taking any money but just representing them because everyone should be represented and everyone does have a right to uh, get what's right for them get justice if a person like example me can afford to pay, pay a lawyer are they still eligible to seek legal aid so under our constitution there is one article that is 39a that is categories of people who are eligible for legal aid so all women are eligible to legal aid irrespective of whether they are earning not earning how much they are earning people from uh, communities like the scheduled caste scheduled tribe are entitled to free legal aid um people whose annual income is less than 3 lakhs uh, is less than 4 lakhs 3 or 4 lakhs i'll have to confirm that are entitled to free legal aid and senior citizens with having their income less than 3 to 4 lakhs are also entitled so there are categories given under our constitution which tell you who all can get legal aid so it's not everyone who can get it but yes there are quite a lot of categories covered up so that means if i'm like a millionaire or billionaire i can't have legal aid well if you are a millionaire woman you can have legal aid Yeah, but if I'm a millionaire man, I can't. Yes, then you cannot. Why doesn't everyone have access to justice? Um. Okay, that's a fairly complicated question. But uh, why doesn't everyone have access to justice? Is because a lot of people one they don't know about their rights. They don't know if something wrong is happening that a right is getting violated. So they never approach the right authorities to get justice. for example if let's say uh, you know uh, when i do cases of domestic violence we understand violence is physical violence like hitting and all but there are other kinds of violence that also may take place so women who do not know about those rights will never be able to fight for their rights and therefore will not get justice um so that's one of the reasons that there is very lack of awareness about uh, whether what is happening is right or wrong for example if some government school or some college denies admission to someone Uh, for whatever reason saying that they are disabled or uh, saying that 
well, you know, apart from the merit, if there's some other reason, some reason which is uh, discriminatory against them, let's say it's their religion or their caste. Now, their right is being violated. But if they don't know it, they will never go to court and ask for justice. So I think the main reason uh, which becomes a problem for accessing justice is that people don't know uh, that their right is getting violated. The other one, like I said, is lack of resources. Sometimes it's just easier to let go of things than fight for your right. For example, if you buy a phone for rupees 20,000 and uh, that phone, uh, well, it, it sets itself on fire or it bursts while charging or something. Now someone can file a case because their right is uh, violated. They bought something and that has sort of uh, not turned out to be what it was supposed to be. But when people think, okay, for a 20,000 rupee phone, I will have to get a lawyer I will have to pay the lawyer fee. I will have to go to court. They just think it's easier to not ask for their justice. You know, it's more convenient. So sometimes that is also the reason why people don't go for justice. And I think in the larger, more philosophical way, um, I think justice is more than just winning or losing a case. Sometimes someone can win a case, but still justice may not be done to them. For example, you know, like in the case of job or something uh, like or if someone, some violence has happened. So the person who's punished may get uh, go to jail, but the person who's actually gotten injured, like you know, their hand is broken or their leg is broken. For them, justice is not that the other person gets to jail. For them, justice is that they are able to reclaim their life back. So I think it's also philosophically at that stage where uh, justice has different ideas for everyone. But in terms of legal justice, I think awareness and money are the two big problems that I can see. Somebody who doesn't know that about their legal rights or about their rights or any justice, how do they get to know about that? So one thing that we are doing to change that is uh, provide legal education and legal awareness. That is some uh, work that we do. And there are a lot of other NGOs who are also coming up, which work uh, towards you know spreading awareness to just tell people. Now we have started working with colleges and schools also for students to know what their rights are. So I think uh, in some way, legal literacy, legal awareness is uh, getting a stronghold. People are trying to be more aware. Uh, by providing such uh, information and accessing such information. Another way that I see is, uh, you know, every information is available online. At least some part of that information, you can always Google things or find out that, you know, okay, if this has happened, what can I do? If that has happened, what can I do? But uh, most cases, you know, people's, uh, people whose resources are very limited, what do they do? You know, how do they get so they can always go to court and there's a legal aid cell in every court that is their district court, high court, supreme court. And over there, they can go and speak to a lawyer. If they can't go there also for whatever reason, then there are helpline numbers that are available on the side of every all of these courts. They can call and get free legal advice that this is what has happened. Is it a right that's being violated? Can I do something about it? If I do something about it, will I get money? Will How much money will I get? So there are different, different ways in which people can be made more legally aware. What are my legal rights? As a child? Yeah. So especially as a child, you're also entitled to certain different protections. Like you're entitled to be protected from exploitation. Or you're uh, entitled to be protected from being forced to beg on streets. You're entitled to be protected from being employed in factories. So as a child, those different kinds of rights are also there. But as a child, you cannot... Uh, particularly, you know, get into a contract with anyone. 
like you and i as who we are cannot you cannot sign a contract till the time you are a major till the time you uh, turn an adult so your rights are represented by your parents you have a right in your parents property you have a right in your parents assets you have a right you know in all those cases that are there wow and i guess when i'm when i'm an adult i'll have even more rights yes and you'll also have more duties you know yeah <laughs> have you come across instances where you provided legal aid in trademark related issues so trademark work basically is for people who are in the uh, who have some trade who have some business so these are mostly people who do have some amount of money so in most cases there's no legal aid for trademark cases but i did work with one of my friends uh, she's much older she's around 50 55 years uh, of age and uh, she was uh, working on this petition which said that you know uh, age should not be a criteria for discrimination you, you know how we see like if there's a clothes brand uh, then all the models are young if it's some ad on the television everyone is young we don't see representation of old people so she had this petition called age not cage and in that i helped her get a trademark done that wasn't legal aid per se but it was something that was done from the point of view of doing some good rather than just helping someone's business so it wasn't um, particularly legal aid like i said you know in legal aid uh, when it comes to business it's a right that people can choose to do right now or can do it later when they make a profit so it's not like someone is in a very dire situation that they need help uh but this was for a good cause so that is some that is some work that i did with that friend of mine like so kind of you to help her can you share some success stories of the legal aid work that you do oh yes that's my uh, favorite thing to think about on days when i'm feeling bad and you know the days when i work is not keeping me happy so it's something that i do like to talk about like in one of my cases um the husband and wife had gotten a divorce and uh, the husband had said that okay i will give you 4 and a half lakh rupees as settlement that okay this marriage is over now you can use this money to start your life but what happened was that that uh, girl approached me the wife approached me and the wife had a daughter who was 7 years of age and she wanted to make sure that the daughter gets something because you know the child is both of the husband and of the wife it's not just one person's responsibility so in that case the husband was saying that okay i will give 100 rupees per month for the next 5 uh, years and that should be fine now 100 rupees per month was really less uh, but i managed to get her 1000 rupees per month for the next 7 years um so that you know the girl was 11 years old so for the next 7 years means till the time the girl ends up being 18 years of age so still she becomes an adult so from 100 rupees for 5 years we got it to 1000 rupees for 7 years i think that was one of the best cases that i did and the wife was also really happy that at least the child's future will be somewhat secure at least she'll have some support when she wants to go to college yeah it it's so nice to hear that um the child is now happy yeah the child is good job thank you so much what are the challenges you face while providing legal aid i think the biggest challenge that we are facing right now is that my organization it does not have any funding so there's no one giving any money 
right now. We have gotten people to donate who have seen our work and they have donated saying, okay, you are doing some very good work. So we would like to give you some money. Or if I've helped people, then they give some money. Sometimes they give 500 rupees, sometimes they give 5,000 rupees. But the biggest challenge is that we don't have any steady, uh, you know, funding. Uh, so we, what we are helping people is from whatever we get. And right now we have some six, seven people who have been working together for the last more than two years. Three, no one's getting any money. No one's getting any salary. Everyone's doing it because they want to help the society. So all of us have our work and our jobs, but we are doing this uh, with our own money. And uh, trying to make a difference. So I think that be- that will become a problem because it's not something you can do long time, you know. Uh, eventually, you have to be able to do things from which you get money. Uh, or at least, at least you don't have to spend money. In this case, you also end up spending money from our pocket. Like, you know, going to court, coming back from court. If some application has to be filed and the photocopy and then the scanning and all of that. So I think that's a big challenge that we are facing. But uh, hopefully, if we keep doing good work, uh, people will realize that we're doing some good work and give us some money to do that work. So, yeah, that's the plan. How does one donate? We have uh, a website where the link to donate is there. We have a bank account for which you can do a bank transfer. There's a UPI system that is there. So we've set up all of that. The only thing uh, that we don't have right now is any contribution from outside India. Because the NGO is only two years old. We don't have a foreign license where we can take money from outside India. But within India, anyone can donate the same way, you know. And you, uh, how you, uh, you can pay by card, you can pay by UPI, you can pay through ATM, you can use any of these. Or you can do a bank transfer. It's quite easy. You can give a check also. So within the country, it's quite easy. Dear listeners in India, please donate to... Thank you so much, Vedanta. I'm pretty sure after listening to you, they will... Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Even listeners outside of India, please support Nee Foundation's work. What made you choose to do what you, the work you do? What did you want to be as a child? As a child, uh, till class 10th, I wanted to be a doctor. Then I realized maybe I don't want to be a doctor. But the idea was that I want to help. So then I decided I wanted to do journalism and then I would tell stories of, you know, people and help them in some way. But then uh, I studied journalism, uh, but I didn't continue with it because I realized that uh, it's not as easy to be able to publish the stories that you want to talk about. So that's when I decided to do law, where I'll actually be able to help people and bring about a change in their lives. So when I did law at that time only, I decided that I will do a job for some years. But eventually, I want to do my own work where I'll be able to help people directly. So I think since the beginning, the idea was to help people. First, I thought I'll do it as a doctor. Then I thought I'll do it as a journalist. Finally, I'm doing it as a lawyer. That's such an inspiring story. I'm so happy you're now doing what you wanted to do. Yes, yes, yes. And that makes me very happy as well that I'm actually doing what I want to do. I get up every day and I want to do the work that I so that's a good feeling. Even I want to help people. That's really nice. One day when you have a law degree, then we can talk more about what we want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. In the future, in a few years. Yes. Yes. What are your hobbies? I read a lot. Uh, earlier, uh, you know, when I used to travel by public transport, I used to read all the time. 
but uh, because now covid and all i have to drive myself so now i listen to books that's something that i do and i paint a lot i find time to just paint everything so my house is full of canvases that i just painted here and there just arts and craft really entertains me a lot and if i had the time then i like to travel yeah even i like reading books a lot yeah what are you reading right now right now i'm almost done with the, the fifth harry potter book oh nice are you enjoying this yeah i am i remember i was around 8 or 9 years old when the first harry potter book came i was in school and in school for summer vacations uh, we had to do these book reviews and harry potter was one of the books that we were given and that's how we all started reading it yeah i like harry potter it's nice yeah we just finished we were doing a movie marathon so we watched all the movies from the first one to the last one very wow. recent yeah for me how i do it is I finish the book, I watch the movie, move on to the next book, finish that one and watch the movie. Yeah, that's nice. That's quite nice. In fact, I'm reading a book right now called Normal People and I think there's a series on that also. So that's my plan. I'll finish the book and I will watch the series on the movie that's there. I haven't seen it yet. But after the book, that's what I usually like to do. Yeah. Even I actually I like listening to podcasts too. Yeah, that's nice. That's something I want to get into. Oh, I've tried a couple of times, but uh, it's not a habit that I've been able to inculcate as of now. But hopefully, I will soon. And that's how I got the idea to start this podcast by listening to this podcast. Quite a brilliant idea. When you, uh, I was quite impressed to know, and then I went over your podcast. So it's quite great. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you so much for having me, Vedan. I'm really glad that you reached out and we could have this uh, entire episode. It was really good speaking to you, and I'm really looking forward to all your new podcasts. Thank you, and uh, and congratulations for all the great work you've done, and and doing and good Thank luck. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear listeners. Follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedan, to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedan wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedan.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan, and don't forget to rate and leave comments. <laughs>